This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with a hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Um, welcome to the show. It's been a while since you've heard from us. Um, part of that is we try to coordinate in the summer and it's really difficult with our vacation schedules. Tony and I should be back together very soon, but uh, I can't tell you exactly when because we have to coordinate that a little bit yet. Uh, I want to make a correction from my last show. I called the golf tournament the John Deere Open. It's actually called the John Deere Classic, and one of my listeners pointed that out, and I thank you for that. Uh, so I, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to take it for granted that I know everything about everything because I certainly do not. Uh, to touch on some of that from the last episode. Uh, Brittany Griner got sentenced to nine years in prison, in Russian prison. Um, I believe it was hard labor. There are still people here calling it her alleged crime. Um, I know it, I know with the Russian system, it's got a process and you got to go through the whole thing. Even if you, even if you admit to the guilt, which she did, uh, they still, they still have a trial, which in the U S doesn't work that way. Um, I've read some of the transcripts of what she said at her initial arrest and things like that. She she's confusing Russian law with US law and she's claiming I I didn't get I didn't understand my rights, I didn't understand what I was signing, I didn't understand what was being translated. Uh, yeah, because it's not the US. Um, secondly, while I want I, I want efforts to be made to get her return, I want all Americans to be to return if possible. She did it. Uh, people don't want to hear that, but she did it. Um, she broke the law. She knew she was breaking the law. I don't believe she did it accidentally. I believe she did it thinking, yeah, I won't, I won't get caught or it won't be a big deal if I do. I'll pay a fine, whatever. And the fine she's going to pay is not a whole lot, but I, I just, I'm not interested in trading Brittany Griner for the merchant of death. I feel like that's a bad trade for us. Uh, now, for Ms. Greiner, it would be a great trade for her. But for the U.S. and for international security, I don't think that's a great trade, and I really don't want that to be the, the way we, things go. Um, it almost comes to the point where maybe you don't travel to these places, and that's hard to say. Uh, it's easy for me to say sitting here, but it, it's hard to say for some people because that's their jobs. But Maybe don't travel to places where you can be uh, charged with things that aren't real. Um, the, the, uh, Waylon, the other guy that you're talking about trading for, he's been charged as a spy, but it started out as a bar brawl. Not sure where that went to, but you know, you go to a country where the laws you think are here are not necessarily the laws that they have. So. You take you take your chances when you travel overseas, obviously, uh, and that's not to say that their families aren't worried about them and shouldn't be worried about them. I'm just not sure it's a fair trade um, in the grand scheme of things. And from from the president's standpoint, mm, it's it's hard to make that calculus. But that's not I don't get paid to do that, and President Biden doesn't either, apparently. So I want to talk about some things that came up this week, or this since I've been out. Um, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this first clip with I would give the same advice to this person that I gave to my daughter's first grade teacher. If you can't control a six year old, you shouldn't be a teacher. It's pretty simple. When when you when the teacher says to you in a parent teacher conference, I wasn't sure who was gonna win, me or your daughter, and my daughter's six and you're sixty, maybe you shouldn't be a teacher. So I'm going to play this clip and then I'll, I'll discuss it. So hold on. Okay, TikTok, I really need your help here on this one. I'm a teacher. I teach fifth and sixth grade. And uh, this morning, I don't know, somehow um, the concept of pronouns came up. Um, and one of my students said, well, Miss O'Dell, did you even ask me my pronouns? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't actually asked him his pronouns. And I had called him a him and I... I said, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I haven't actually called you. I mean, asked you what your pronouns are. And um, what are they? And he said, I'm sorry, banana said, banana and rock. And I was like, dude, no, like, don't mess around. With I was I was actually really upset because I thought he was making fun of it. And in fact, I'm still pretty sure he was making fun of it. And, uh, but they all agreed, no, like, you can choose anything. Banana, rock, if you want banana and rock to be a pronoun, banana and rock's a pronoun. Is it? TikTok, tell me. It okay, first of all, if you're looking to TikTok for advice, life advice, you've already failed. Now, I'll be very clear on that. TikTok is not a place to get life advice. I don't care what the commercials say. I learned it on TikTok. No, you didn't. Um, that Chinese government told you what you needed to know, but this this teacher should resign. Um, she's obviously very bad at her job. She cannot tell that she's been played by a group of, uh, I believe she's fifth and sixth graders. I don't know which grade this was. doesn't matter. Uh, you've been played, and you are incompetent as a teacher. You should resign and be glad they paid you whatever they've paid you. Uh, I have no sympathy for her. Um, this This woke... She's somehow claiming it can't be Banana Rock. It should never have been Banana Rock. We shouldn't even be having the conversation that Banana Rock is even an option. This is this is ridiculous. You've been played, and you're not sure if you've been played, and you put it out publicly to let everybody else know that you are bad at your job. End of story. Miss O'Dell, please resign. If you're if you have a student in that class, get the teacher to fire her. She is incompetent to do this job. Period. End of story. Okay, moving on. Uh, this week, Liz Cheney utilized her father uh, to try to win re-election in Wyoming, uh, win the primary in Wyoming and try to win the re-election. I want to play this clip, and then I want to discuss it. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. 
I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Okay, and on the, it's his daughter. You're going to defend your daughter. Um, I get that. Totally understand that. Dick Cheney's more famous than Liz Cheney. Regardless of what Liz thinks she is, Dick Cheney's much more famous than she is. So you're going to enlist whatever help you can get. Um, she's got an uphill battle because of some of her actions. Um, she's tried to separate herself from the rest of the crowd um, by being on the January 6th committee. I don't personally think the January 6th committee has uncovered any new nuggets of information that we didn't already know. It's very highly um, produced and highly scripted something. Uh, I don't know any more about what happened on January 6th than I did on January 7th based on what the committee's given me. They've given me video I didn't see before, but is it real or is it edited to look a certain way? Who knows? Some of the things Dick Cheney said in there, um, no more, no greater threat to the republic than Donald Trump in 246 years. Um, okay. Would that possibly be, I don't know, the British twice, um, the Civil War, you know, the Germans, the Japanese. What are you talking about? He tried to steal the election. You just told me it wasn't stolen, so how could he steal it if it was, whatever. Dick, I think you're you're upset because Donald Trump has been um, not not positively speaking about you or George W. or your daughter. Totally get it. You're biased. You're not going to change that, and I don't expect that you would. But the biggest threat to democracy in our history, really? It feels as though you haven't really looked too far past January sixth. Um, he, uh, he he's a coward because he lied to his supporters. Didn't you push the Patriot Act on us? Wasn't that you and George W? I mean, I, I don't feel like you were totally open and honest about that. Who knows what else we don't know? And you shot two men in the face with shotguns. Eh. I like you, Dick. I liked you as the vice president. I think you're a good moral support and, and, and get things done for W, but this is a little much. I'm sorry. This is just a little much for me. I can't quite, I can't quite get the, the anger he has towards Donald Trump, who isn't on the ballot. Liz Cheney's running for a seat in the House of Representatives in the state of Wyoming, where Donald Trump is not on the ballot. So that's the amazing part to me. You're running against Donald Trump, who is not her opponent. Did you did you mention her opponent? Did you mean you need to keep Liz there so she can hold Donald Trump accountable? In what way? In what way did did Liz Cheney hold Donald Trump accountable? I, I, what? It, sorry, sorry, Dick. I know it's your daughter, and you're very proud of her. Super wonderful. Um, has she done some good things? Probably. I can't name any off the top of my head, but I'm sure she's done something of value to the country. But January 6th committee isn't it. Um, if you thought it was, you're a little biased and take those red-colored glasses off because it's not real. So that leads me to the, the next political ad. So that was one political ad from Liz Cheney. Listen to this political ad because I think there's a little different tone here. So take a listen. People say I'm too outspoken. It's true. I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability. I'm just being me, John Kennedy. 
Folks, I will never completely fit in. For all those Washington insider elite bedwetters whose feelings I hurt, here's some free advice. Go buy yourself an emotional support dog because I'm not going to shut up. And one more thing. Always be yourself unless you suck. I love the last part. Always be yourself unless you suck. That was Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana running for re-election. Uh, kind of turns it on its head, the political ad. That, that's the one you actually want to listen to. Um, and it was cute. So I liked it. I don't always agree with John Kennedy. And I think he he's sometimes a little bit out there. But um, he gets some good points. You know, I, I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability to do so. Okay. Maybe I'm an outsider and I'm going to just say what I think. Okay. Um, Louisiana seems to like him. See if he gets uh, reelected. Uh, looks like he probably should, but who knows? The voters could, could not like that ad. I don't know. He's not a young man, but it sounds like a, a younger ad when you, when you watch it and when you look at it uh, or hear it. But I, I, I liked it. I just thought those were two very different contrasting ads. Liz Cheney going after Donald Trump and John, John Kennedy not JFK, but John Kennedy from Louisiana. Very different tones. Um, one I liked, one I felt was a little self-serving, but yeah, whatever. Uh, but I think that's what—that's where we find ourselves today. We find ourselves in a place where Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre can tell you that the Supreme Court of the United States overturning Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional. Let me repeat that. The Supreme Court of the United States overturning Roe versus Wade, in her words, was unconstitutional. Uh, Methinks Ms. Jean-Pierre does not understand how the government actually works. Uh, I would say most of her fellow employees and staff members, including the president, probably don't know how the government works. Uh, It's only determined to be constitutional or unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. Your opinion is not relevant. Now, if they'd have kept Roe versus Wade, I could say it shouldn't be constitutional, but I can't say it's unconstitutional because the Supreme Court said it was or wasn't. That's their role. Read the Constitution. Then you can tell me what is unconstitutional based on their ruling because they're the only arbitrators that matter as far as that goes. So our resident Biden this week um, signed an executive order Uh, directing HHS to use Medicaid dollars to pay for abortions. Um, Yeah, so Medicaid, if you're not aware, is a joint program between the federal government and the state government. It's administered by the state governments, but it's funded somewhat by the federal government. Something called that Hyde Amendment. You might have heard that thrown around. Can't use federal funds to pay for abortions. So if we use Medicaid funds, and we know the pocket with the federal funds is different than the pocket with the other funds, so they never commingle, right? Because that's how this works. If you put it in your bank account, can you tell me which particular dollar was came from your aunt for your birthday and which came from your grandparents for, your, for Christmas? No, you can't, because it doesn't work that way. Joe Biden signs this executive order which is illegal. But apparently, again, Joe Biden doesn't care if it's illegal. 
He's going to do it anyway. He did it last year for the rent moratorium, the eviction moratorium, sorry, not the rent, eviction moratorium, student loans, whatever, I'll do it, yeah, whatever. I know it's not constitutional, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's who's in charge of the, that is our, that is the person running this country. Well, technically. Uh, really? Is, is that what I'm supposed to believe? I'm supposed to trust that what you're doing is actually okay because you're doing it. Not because I'm doing it, not because it's constitutional, but it makes me feel good, so I'm going to do it. This was the president or the candidate that we were told was the most pro-life president ever. I was told on good authority, this is the most pro-life president that's ever, or candidate who's ever run. Yeah. Yeah, he, he can't go out of his own way to try to find a way to pay for abortions. More abortions. Abortions, abortions, abortions. That's what he wants. So he can't even accept that the Supreme Court is ruled. So in 1973, he was opposed to the Roe versus Wade decision. Now he can't find a way not to try to find a way to pay for abortions. You know, the government, companies, calling on companies. There, there are people, there are writers and showrunners who, who are attacking Netflix and Amazon Prime and everybody, everybody else. You need to get out of states where somebody might need an abortion while we're filming there. So, and they won't let us have it. So you, need, you, can't, you can't work in those states because they might not let us have an abortion. Mm, really? Seriously? That's, that's your biggest concern is I might go to Georgia and they won't let me have an abortion so I can't work in Georgia because I might need an abortion at some point and they won't let me have it so I can't somehow get somewhere else and have this abortion? Yeah, I don't think that makes a lot of sense either. Um, even this week, Governor Newsom in California, he's threatening that USC and UCLA may not be able to play in certain states because they have anti-abortion laws. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's state universities and he's had an edict that all these states, because they don't have LGBTQ and abortion on demand, that no federal or no state funds can be used to, to go to those places. Will, will the donors step up and say, we'll, we'll pay for the trip or, uh, you know, what, what happens there? See, this is the, this is the silliness of this. When you start to tie everything to government, government then feels they can dictate to you anything they feel like. I don't like what you're, I don't like what you think. So I'm going to withhold school lunches to your entire school district because you don't have same-sex bathrooms. Or I'm sorry, you, have, you don't have transgender bathrooms. You, you have same-sex bathrooms. I don't like that. So we're going to withhold money from you. This is the whole problem with the federal government controlling the purse strings. Because as we've said before, I've said this many times, I know Tony has talked about it as well. Where does the federal government get their money? Oh, that's right. From us. So what you're telling me is the Fed, we give our money to the federal government in the form of taxes that they then give back to us proportionally, however they feel, and act as though they created it, as though, as though it was their money. It wasn't their money. Joe Biden, the money that goes to the school lunch program isn't your money. I mean, some of it is because you pay taxes, but it's no more yours than it is mine or anybody else's. It's 
all of our money. It's a pooled money. And you get to decide, I guess, where it can go and where it can't go based on rules that are set up locally, you know, where you don't have authority. Yes, the federal government has certain rules. Again, read the Constitution. There are certain things the federal government has a purview over. But if it's not specifically spelled out in the Constitution, you're not supposed to have a, a control over that. But yet somehow, the federal government feels like we're the federal government, so everything is our purview. But it isn't. And we've, we've lost sight of that. We've, we've allowed the federal government and the federal legislature to supersede things that should not have been constitutional in the first place. But they are, because precedent says they are. Until there's a ruling that says they aren't, and then you'll say it's unconstitutional, even though the Supreme Court said it wasn't. Uh, we're, we're seeing this with the Build Back Bummer deal, quote unquote, from, uh, um, from somebody else on, on the podcast that I listened to. Uh, this, is a, this is an end around that does not reduce inflation. It does not help the American people. It only makes things worse. And yet they can't help themselves. These are politicians. That includes the Republicans on this. I'm not, just, I'm not eliminating them from this. Um, I believe they got played. I believe Mitch McConnell got played on the chips bill. I do. You should never vote it on the chips bill until the Build Back Bummer bill was dead. Completely, totally dead. What changed for Joe Manchin between January and now? Literally nothing. They gave him a, they gave him a promise of a maybe. That's what he got. He got a promise of a maybe to put a pipeline in West Virginia. A promise of a maybe, which will not happen because Joe Manchin has to be smart enough to realize this administration does not like fossil fuels. They're not going to put your pipeline in. They gave you a promise on a maybe. That's it. And you're not going to get what you went back to West Virginia and said, I fought for you. You didn't fight for them. You fought for yourself. You got a sweetheart deal. Okay. And you can go back and say, well, I got this and it's reducing inflation. No, it's increasing taxes for everyone. doesn't matter what your income level. You're going to pay more in taxes, period. But that's it. It doesn't reduce inflation. It makes inflation worse. Again, you're putting more money into a system, too many dollars chasing too few goods. That's inflation. That's what we've got. Not calling it a recession doesn't make it not a recession. Okay? So, Joe Biden, just it, we, we don't need you to say it's a recession. It can be a recession, and we know the Economic Council has to decide on that. And it could be a year or two years from now that they go back and say, well, it was a recession. It feels like a recession. It feels like gas is still... I was on a. I was traveling through the South uh, last couple of weeks, and gas in the South was. I, I paid the lowest I paid was three dollars and seventy two cents a gallon, which is still a dollar fifty more than I paid when Donald Trump was president. And I felt like I got a good deal because I paid a dollar fifty more than when Donald Trump was president. Now think about that. Is that not inflation? Did I not pay more two years later than I would have paid two years earlier? Why? Yes, I did. So don't tell me it's not inflation. It's inflation. It is 100% inflation. And that's just gas. Go to the grocery store. Go to any restaurant. I don't care which restaurant you pick. Everything costs more. You get less of it and you pay more for it. And the service, frankly, is lousy at most of them. I don't care what the restaurant is. I don't care what the department store is. I was at a Walmart in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. You know how many aisles they had open? Two. One self-serve. And one, one with a clerk. And it was 8 o'clock at night. 
and there was lines. I stood in line for 45 minutes to get checked out with one item. 45 minutes because they had two people working. Okay, tell me that's good for me. How? Tell me that's a good use of my time. 45 minutes. Go to any restaurant. I got a steak the other night. I asked for it the way I want it cooked. It came out. I cut open. It wasn't even close. It was well past where I wanted it. And my wife said, well, we'll just eat it. And I said, no, I didn't. Look at the price of that steak on the bill. I'm not eating it just because I don't want to offend somebody. They're charging me a premium price on this steak, and I'm getting a lousy meal out of it. So we sent it back. I said, I want it cooked correctly because you can't uncook it. 35 minutes to get a steak. Now, this was... This was nine ounces of steak cut into three pieces. So it wasn't like it was three, three ounce steaks. 35 minutes. I don't put a steak on the grill for 35 minutes. Uh, not the way I cook it. I'm not sure what they were doing. Uh, the manager brought it out and she said, well, we're, we're really backed up and I've got all these other tables. I don't care about your personal problems. I, my daughter was done with her meals. My wife and I are sitting there waiting for our steaks that we paid we're going to pay a lot of money for. So we demanded that you comp it. We were inconvenienced for a long time because you just didn't do your job and you didn't know where to go. She, uh, we saw her walking around with our steaks and she didn't, bring, she didn't bring the whole meal. She just brought the steak. They took the whole plate of food and just brought the steaks back. And we're like, well, where's the sides? Well, nobody told me about that. I said, maybe you should check with your wait staff. Maybe you should do your job. That's your job. You get to come out and deal with the public. That's why you're the manager. So a lot of stuff is going on out there. But when Joe Biden tells me it's not a recession, it's not what you think, it's the will of the people is just, it's, it's a bad vibe. There was an economist this week said, it's a bad vibe. It's not really a bad economy. It's just a bad, bad feeling from people. We need to change that. Uh, you know how you change it? Get rid of Joe Biden. Joe Biden should not be president. Kamala Harris should not be president. Nancy Pelosi should not be Speaker of the House. Chuck Schumer should not be the, the um, Senate majority leader. Okay? All that, all those are bad. The, the alphabet soup of intelligence, the alphabet soup of agencies who don't do their jobs. We still got Pete Buttigieg going out there telling us about bridges being racist and roads being racist and choo-choo trains being racist. I'm like, really, dude? Um, can you get the supply chain figured out? That's kind of more important than you determining that a bridge was built in the 1930s is racist. I don't care. I'm pretty sure nobody cares but you. You're trying to distract us from the fact that you can't get your job done. You know, your job is to make sure that the supplies get here, that people can get things. Look, look at a car lot. Drive past a, a car dealership. Tell me if it looks like a normal car dealership did two years ago. You know with cars on it, bumper-to-bumper -bumper cars. It doesn't take much to move the cars on the lots now. You know, you can move them over here, move them over there. There's only about a dozen, maybe 20, depending on the average lot. It's not, it's not much there. So tell me, tell me if it looks like the same thing you're used to. Now, did we have too much? I don't know. I liked having choices. I liked having selections. I liked a grocery store that was open 24 hours a day, not eight. I don't want to go back to the 1970s. I didn't enjoy the 1970s. Maybe you did, but I didn't.
Joe Biden, you were in your power then. Maybe that was your thing. I didn't enjoy the fact that you, if you ran out of milk at 9 o'clock, yes, you got to have milk tomorrow because there's nowhere open. I don't like that. I want to be able to go get milk. I want to be able to walk into a store and have somebody competent wait on me. Now, I don't expect a high lot of intelligence sitting behind a cash register at a convenience store, but I hope the, the basic ability of you can run a register, I can scan it myself and tap and pay and walk out. I just want to get the milk. That's all. So when people tell you it's not real, open your eyes. It's real. Inflation is real. The recession is real. I don't like it. I want it to end, but it's real. And pumping more money into the economy is not going to change that. Because guess who's going to get that money? Not you. That's not going to you. It's going to companies. Or, or, sorry, companies that do business with the federal government who have sweetheart deals. If you have a union, your company might get some of that money. Don't have a union? Probably not. Because you don't need it. You don't have a union. Think about that when you're walking around. Are you happy with what the situation is right now? And if you are, why? Please shout out to us. Let us know. I'm totally off base and Joe Biden's doing a bang up job and everything's awesome and you're just wrong, Chad. You're just totally, totally wrong. If you can say that with a straight face, I'll listen to you. I won't necessarily agree with you, but I'll listen to you. And if you have a cogent argument, I'll listen to that. I'll even play. If you, you give us a voicemail, I'll play your voicemail. As long as there's no profanity, I'll play your voicemail. But I don't think anybody can say that. I, I still don't know how there's 36% approval of Joe Biden. Who, who are these people that they're polling? Do these people exist? Is this poll actually real? I, it doesn't seem like it could be. But, hey, maybe there's 36% of the population who doesn't watch the news, doesn't spend any money, and lives in a hole under a bridge. I, I don't know. Uh, if that's you, give us a call if you can find a phone. Not a pay phone because those don't exist. Um, but thanks for listening. Hopefully, Tony and I will be back together next time, and um, we, can, we can go through some things. Okay? Thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. Good night. Production.